I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. I cannot even begin to tell you how excited I am for this episode. Today's topic is something I believe in so, so much. I I really have seen women's motherhood experience, my motherhood experience begin to change in huge ways just from incorporating these things. And if you take nothing else away from this season of the podcast, but this one thing, I would be so happy. And that one thing is this, when you become empowered as a mom, that is when you are free to truly enjoy being a mom. I cannot count how many times I have heard from women who are struggling to love motherhood, struggling to feel hope and joy as a stay-at-home mom, struggling to have patience with their kids or control their anger, struggling to even want to show up and be present and engaged. And every time without fail, It comes down to how empowered and confident they feel, or rather how powerless and not confident that they feel. And this is why I became a coach. This is why I actually call myself a mom empowerment coach, which is not just the silly title I pulled out of my butt. It is the core of what I teach and how I coach and why women see results because empowerment is everything. If you are angry all the time, it's not because you're powerless. It's because you believe you're powerless. It's because you are not empowered. If you are struggling to be happy around your kids or to enjoy motherhood, it is not because motherhood is just so hard, which it is. I mean, it is hard. Do not get me wrong on that, but that is not why you're struggling. It's because you don't believe that you have what it takes to handle the hard. It's because you don't believe God can give you the strength to handle the hard. It's because you are not empowered. So again, when you become empowered as a mom, that is when you are free to truly enjoy being a mom. And if you haven't already listened to my episode from September called Three Strategies of Empowerment for the Angry Mom, I actually want you to hit pause right now on this episode and go listen to that one first because it actually sets the stage for for today's episode. And it goes into some of the deeper aspects of why we sometimes get so angry with our kids, even with our babies. And I share my story of having postpartum rage, not seeing a way out, feeling like I'm a terrible mom because I have these anger issues that I just can't control. And I mean, if you want to really marvel at the power of God, you can just take a look at me because how else can you explain the fact that this mom who used to rage, throw things, scream in her baby's face, be abusive toward her husband, how else can you explain the fact that this mom now coaches other moms on what it looks like to break free from anger and walk in full confidence and peace? That is a testimony right there. And then once you finish listening to that episode, that three strategies of empowerment for the angry mom, then come back to this one because this one is actually on the topic of being an empowered parent who then empowers your child specifically through effective empowering discipline. I'm going to actually lay out some strategies for empowering your kids, specifically toddler age and up, that are designed to take the power struggle out of disciplining and help you see more results, which... I mean, I can tell you right now, I am still in the throes of, I have a three-year-old and we are constantly refining our disciplining techniques. But a lot of what we're trying has this backbone of empowering parenting and empowering discipline because it works. 
Now, what you're going to hear is the audio from a video I posted a few months ago in my Soul Care for the New Mom Facebook group, which I definitely encourage you to join. And if you like what you hear, if this is something that resonates with you or you want to try out some of these strategies, I would love to hear about it. So take a screenshot, tag me in your Insta stories at Soul Care for the New Mom. And please don't forget, as always, to leave a rating and review in iTunes if you haven't already. One more thing before we dive in. You have the power to become an empowered parent. And I don't care how powerless, helpless, out of control you feel right now, you have the power to become empowered, to become confident and parent out of a place of peace and joy and calm. You have the power to show up for yourself and for others in this exciting and healthy way. You have the power to make every day an amazing day and to grow in your faith in this exponential way and even to face 2020 with passion and a clear direction. And if that sounds like something you want for yourself, but maybe you just don't really know where to start or you need some clarity on a few things, maybe even some help decluttering the false beliefs or negative thoughts that are holding you back, then here's what I recommend. We need to do a clarity call together. And this is something I offer for free for women. And this is where we can strategize, set goals, begin overcoming those limiting beliefs and replacing those negative anxious thoughts and really dive deep into what it means to be empowered and free as the woman God created you to be. So if this is something that interests you, you can either send me an email or message me on Instagram or just go to soulcareforthenewmom.com forward slash clarity call and we will get that set up because you do not have to go through this season alone and you especially do not have to spend another day wondering why you can't move past what's holding you back. I really, really hope that you take advantage of this opportunity and that we get to chat more. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so today I want to talk about something that has been brought up again and again lately, um, especially in terms of podcast episodes that you guys want to hear, um, topics that you want me to cover, and questions you want me to answer. And it all revolves around disciplining, especially disciplining toddlers. How do you discipline without anger? How do you discipline with grace? How do you discipline consistently and see results from it? These are all questions that I am being asked and they're great questions. And they're things that I have had to ask myself and I'm still asking myself. I'm constantly having to reevaluate what's working, what's not working. How do I wanna discipline? What are the things I don't wanna do in discipline? Um, And I feel like over the years, as you know, my eldest has gone through different stages and now my youngest is following behind her, I feel like I've kind of had to change my approach a lot. Um, So I want to share with you just sort of my philosophy on discipline. Um, It's going to be almost like positive parenting, which is a very trendy thing right now that's kind of, you know, being talked about a lot. It takes for me, in my opinion, it takes positive parenting a step further. Um, And I'm just going to dive more into what that means and some actual practical strategies for it and why I feel like this is so helpful for our toddlers and for our kids. Um, But first, let's talk about positive parenting. We see we see a lot of these phrases being thrown around. Um, we're, we're being given ideas of how to do positive parenting and it revolves around empathy, compassion, um, using positive language. So instead of saying things like, 
don't hit your sibling, maybe you would use the phrase gentle touches, you know, which is, that's a great example of how to discipline without being angry, without having to be harsh, without being negative. So that, that definitely has some merit. It has value, but I love using this phrase empowering parenting. And I love using it because I feel like that's sort of a component that a lot of us miss. We don't see our form of discipline as a means of empowering our children. We see discipline as a way of correcting them, as a way of maybe even punishing them, as a way of training them, as a way of teaching them. But empowering parenting is, is a form of discipline where your focus is actually on building their confidence, building their self-esteem, basically empowering them to make the right choices and to learn from their mistakes and to, and to just do the right thing and to almost discipline themselves in a way. And I'll talk more about that as we go on. But going back to this idea of positive parenting again it definitely has value and it has merit but what i think it what i think it lacks and maybe why it doesn't work for some of us or it doesn't feel like we're able to we're able to use it is because we have things as parents in our own hearts that we have to deal with. I know for me personally, I have had anger issues. I have had postpartum rage. I have had control issues, perfectionism, anxiety. All of these things that go into parenting actually turn out to be pretty difficult to navigate when even if you have a plan of doing positive parenting techniques. So for example, you know, I might say, oh yeah, I definitely want to use these phrases with my kids. I definitely want to be gentle and kind. I want to show empathy. I want to encourage them and train them in a healthy, positive way. I might want all of those things, but if I have control issues, if I have anxiety, if I have my own anger issues that I'm working on, that hinders my ability to really model those things and to really live them out. So what I love about empowering parenting is that it doesn't just empower the kids. It doesn't just discipline the kids. It also empowers and disciplines us as parents. It sort of meets that need, like it addresses that issue for control. It addresses that issue with anxiety or fear or anxiety or whatever it is it addresses those things and it, as we are practicing empowering parenting techniques as we are practicing this discipline it actually changes our hearts too so that we can be more positive so that we can parent out of love instead of fear or out of anger um, so that is a whole big thing in and of itself but I'm just gonna go ahead and get right into the techniques because I know you guys are probably wondering I have four that I want to share with you one I've actually shared before in, um, in another video that I did and this is about using questions instead of phrases so here's what I mean by this um, again positive parenting there's a lot of phrases that are being thrown around if you don't want your kid to hit you might use the phrase gentle touches if you don't want your kid to scream you might use the phrase inside voices um, so these are all helpful phrases they kind of help like control the mood you don't have to yell it you don't have to scream it you don't have to um, be harsh with it they're literally just calm gentle phrases that you can use for disciplining but what do you do if that's not working I don't know about you, but I have had plenty of times where I 
feel like I'm saying the same phrase over and over again and it's just not it's just not reaching my two-year-old it doesn't mean anything to her especially if it's over things like she wants a snack she's coming to me again and again asking for a snack and you know I'm I'm starting to get flustered by it I'm starting to get frustrated so instead of saying you know snack time isn't you know it's not snack time yet we're gonna wait for lunch like instead of instead of saying that calmly and gently I reach a point where I'm almost yelling like no no how many times have I told you no and so it there's this frustration that comes when we're using these phrases over and over again but we're not seeing results and that's where I think empowering parenting is so so helpful especially when you think of it in terms of how can I empower my kid through the use of questions so here's an example like I just shared Maybe my two-year-old is coming up to me and asking for a snack over and over again. And my response is, it's not snack time yet. It's not snack time yet. Okay, like maybe that would work, but oftentimes it doesn't work. So here's what I say instead. I say, what did mommy just tell you? And almost always it makes her stop and think. And then over time, she's gotten used to answering the question for herself. So when I say, what did you know what what did mommy just say then her answer is it's not snack time yet so that's an example of a question you might use and you can use that for any other situation there was one that i shared in the last video i did where I was actually coaching a mom and she was saying, you know, I I feel like I need help with discipline because, you know, when my two youngest are napping, my two eldest are having quiet time, but but I get frustrated because they're not being quiet and I and I feel like I'm just, you know, snapping at them, using these harsh phrases with them, you know, hey, you need to be quiet. Hey, stop talking. You're being too loud. And so I encouraged her to come up with, you know, like what is a question that you can use in place of, hey, be quiet. You know, in in place of those harsh quick responses and so we came up with the question hey what time is it to where they have to answer you know they learn to answer oh it's quiet time and here's the thing about it's it might sound so cheesy and you might be thinking to yourself okay but does this really work is this even helpful what is the point of it all anyway but the point is that it takes the role off of you as a disciplinarian yes you are still disciplining but it takes some of that pressure off and it puts more of the pressure on them to to kind of be take a play a role in their own discipline it empowers them to call to mind the things that they already know it empowers them to call to mind the things that the things that they're expecting us to remind them of but we don't even really need to remind them of anyway because the truth is that a lot of the time they already know the answer i feel like if we can use these phrases and those were just a couple of examples but if you can come up with these questions and these helpful these helpful ways of handling handling um, their nagging or their whining or their disobedience or whatever it is if we can come up with these questions we can take some of that pressure off of us and 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 almost it, it puts the ball in their court to where they're now being in charge of their own discipline too it's a partnership now it empowers them to do what they already know they need to be doing anyway um, so that's just one example and you might be thinking of a scenario right now and you're like okay well what's a question that can help me with this and if that's the case then please reach out because I would love to troubleshoot that with you but the second one that I want to talk about is affirmations or 
if you've watched any of my videos before or seen some of my content, then you know that I love using the term declarations. So I'll give you an example of how affirmations or declarations can be used for empowering parenting. Um, I have a friend whose son gets very frustrated when he can't do things. And I, my two-year-old gets like that too. Tessa, when she wants to do something on her own, which is a very big deal for her, she loves her independence. If she has trouble doing it, she tends to throw, she tends to cry, she throws tantrums and then I try to come in and help her but it doesn't seem helpful to her and she gets mad because she wants to do it by herself so it just causes this huge breakdown this huge meltdown and and my friend she has a very similar situation with her son and a phrase that a declaration that she uses with him whenever he's in a situation where she can tell he's getting frustrated or, or he's whining for help or just being very you know upset and starting to get angsty she uses this affirmation over him she says you are the best problem solver that I know now that is not passive but it is empowering it's taking it's taking a step back and reminding them of who they are reminding them of you know their confidence making sure that they you know that they're reminded of the things that they're capable of doing it puts the ball back in their court and it empowers them to figure things out themselves to figure this out and i feel like this is definitely a good a good thing to start around the age of two or three where independence is a really big deal for them and that's where that frustration is happening to occur using these declarations and these affirmations will be so helpful because it's already setting them up to be confident and be empowered and to problem solve so she uses the phrase um you are the best problem solver i know now another situation of affirmation that i use is a big struggle for us in our household these days is that Tessa, my two-year-old, gets a little bit handsy and physical with our youngest, who's only 15 months. And so when she gets frustrated, you know, she she wants to push her sister. Or when her sister comes and takes her toys, she gets angry and she wants to throw toys at her sister. And I used to just, you know, get so frustrated and say, we don't hit our sissy. That is not nice. No, ma'am. You need to apologize. And that's fine. Like, those are helpful things to say. She needs she needs to know what is and what is not allowed in our house she needs to know that that is not appropriate behavior but a declaration that I use over her is you are such a great sister and I say that in the good times and I say that in the bad times I say that in the moments when she is sharing and being helpful and being loving toward her sister and I also use it in times where she's not being loving toward her sister because it encourages her to act out the things that she is capable of doing she knows what it means to be nice she knows that it's not okay to hit or to to throw or to be physical but she needs reminders she needs that boundary to be set but instead of me constantly you know saying no ma'am you know better no ma'am that was not nice I love using these affirmations because they're positive they're empowering and it just it just sets a good foundation of truth in their heart I feel like in the same way that like our thinking changes over time the more we think positive thoughts like we have to remember that the same thing is true for our kids when we speak those positive things into their lives they start to it starts to kind of settle in into their heart and it changes the way that they see themselves it changes the way that they respond to their environment and it, it again it puts the ball back in their court to to kind of take charge of their body and of their decisions and to to kind of realize what they're capable of versus us just having to be on top of them all the time um, so I hope that that is helpful here is the third um, technique that I want to share with you um, 
I know many parents, this has been, this has been a technique that's been around probably forever, but some of us, we, we do the whole, I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, you need to do this or XYZ happens. So punishment or I blank, you know, whatever it is. And we do the count to three technique in our house. Um, and Tessa knows that when we get to three, that's not good. Something happens when we count to three. But here's the thing. When we first started doing I'm going to count to three, we would end with three and that would end up being a spanking or a timeout or I don't know, a punishment like me taking a toy away or whatever. But to be honest, it wasn't working. It was only building my own frustration because anytime that we reach the number three, I'm feeling like, great, like she's not listening to me, she doesn't respect me, and that pent up frustration resulted in aggressive consequences versus gentle consequences. So instead of, you know, just saying, okay, now it's time to sit and time out, I would be angry about it and I would be forceful about it. And that's not good for someone who has anger issues, who has a history of lashing out in unhealthy ways. So, so I have had to learn a different way to handle this whole counting to three thing, because when I reach the number three, it doesn't go very well and but i still like the idea of we need a countdown so that she knows that she's running out of time to do the right thing or she knows that i mean business and that it's time to do the thing that i'm asking her to do so for in the past i guess maybe six to nine months we've started this new technique and i'm telling you guys it works it works 10 out of 10 times, I never get to three. I mean that when I say that. I have not had to say the number three in probably six or nine months, around there. I have not had to say the number three. I always get what I'm asking by the time I get to two or when I say the number two. And here's why. When I went for a while, when I first started this new technique, our new thing was when I say three, that means that the thing that she was doing or the thing that she was not doing, I now do for her. And I'll tell you why this works. My two-year-old, and I'm sure that your toddler has the same attitude, my two-year-old loves her independence. She wants to do everything by herself. She wants to be the big kid. She wants to feel independent and she wants to feel like she's capable. It's a really big deal to her that she gets to do things by herself. So when I count to three, my new thing that I started doing was at three, I now do the thing for her. So I'll give you an example. I ask her to pick up toys and I say, you need to pick up your toys right now. I don't want to ask you again. And maybe she's not, she's kind of dawdling. Maybe she's not really caring. Maybe she's not picking up her toys. And that's when I start going one, two. And when I get to three, that means I come over to wherever she is and I take her hands, not meanly, not aggressively, just, you know, in a, in a affirming, strong way and I take her hands and I put the thing in her hand that I want her to clean up. I put it in her hand and I take her hands and put it away into the bag or the basket or whatever. And she hates it. She hates it, but not in a way that makes her fall out upset, but just in a way where she's like, 
I don't, I don't want your help. I don't, I don't want you to do that for me. And so then she's motivated to finish cleaning up on her own because she doesn't like being manhandled in that way. I get it. I wouldn't want to be manhandled in that way either. But really the main problem, the reason why it works is because to her, it's taking away that independence. It's taking away that freedom, that, that, that choice that she's able to make for herself. It's taking it away and it's saying, okay, well, because you chose not to do that when I asked you to do it, now I'm going to make sure you do it. But now I'm going to have to step in and be involved and you don't get to have a say in it so this works for us because it 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 reminds her that she has the choice to do it herself or I can do it for her and she values that choice she values her independence so this is this is another empowering parenting technique it's and it's empowering because it's telling them like hey the ball's in your court. You can choose to do this thing by the time I count to three or I will step in, but either way it will get done. You know, and I don't have to spank. I don't have to put her in timeout. I don't have to remove her from the situation. I step into the situation and I just point her in the right direction. I, you know, I get in there with her and I make sure that she knows what she needs to do. And I'm telling you, in the past nine months, I have not had to count to three one time. It doesn't matter if it's put on your shoes. It doesn't matter if it's you need to go sit on the potty. It doesn't matter if it's cleaning up her toys or if it's, um, I don't know, like anything it is that I've asked her to do. If I have to, if she's not responding immediately and I end up counting, by the time I count to three, she's already done it because she knows now that she has the choice to listen and to obey the first time or mommy will step in and will have to help and that independence is taken away. I don't know if this resonates with any of you guys, but I'm telling you, if you try it, you may just be surprised and be consistent with it it may take a minute to see to see that to see it click in their head of what's going on but once it does I really do think it can make a huge difference okay so the last one that I'm going to address and this is just a small one but this actually came up yesterday I was with I was with my friend same friend from before yesterday we were at the museum the train museum and um and her she was telling me that she's having a hard time with him her son who's three because he he just, he's very, um, I, I, I don't exactly remember how she described it, but she explained a scenario where he has, he has a big issue of, you know, I don't want you to leave the room, mommy. And so if she leaves the room because she's chasing after his little brother, he gets upset and he maybe throws a tantrum or he cries or he is very loud and yelling. And she was saying to me, you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by his behavior. I want to be able to go to the museum and not feel like I'm on edge all the time. But I feel like I'm constantly apologizing for him because he doesn't like you know certain things like if I leave the room or if I you know don't do if I don't get him his snack or whatever it is and so I encouraged her to try this I said what if we empower him what if you empower him to problem solve himself what if you offer the solution to his problem in which in which again it's up to him the ball is in his court so for example if he so maybe next time he's upset because you left the room to go chase after you know his little brother and he's saying you know i don't want you to leave why did you leave then maybe you know a correct response is to say hey if you don't like when mommy leaves then come follow me. Then come keep an eye on me. Come follow me. The ball's in your court. You can decide to come follow me. Or maybe if he's upset because, you know, he wanted a snack and he's getting frustrated that he doesn't get a snack, then maybe the problem solving is, hey, if you want a snack, then here's your bag 
and I'm gonna pack a water and a snack, and you get to decide whenever you're gonna eat that snack. That's on you. Go ahead and get your snack. And I, it sounds so simple, and it, maybe it sounds, I don't know, like it wouldn't work, but I'm telling you, kids need to feel empowered. They need that confidence to listen, to obey, to be disciplined, to, to, to take initiative in their own life for the things that they're learning and are, and are doing on their own. It, it really does make a huge difference when you, when you, when you decide to empower them. It, it helps you feel empowered as well. It actually helps you stop fighting for control because it reminds you that, hey, I don't have to be in control. I don't have to be 100% on top of this all the time. It is up to me to provide consistency. It is up to me to provide a foundation of discipline. It is up to me to empower them to do the right thing, but I can't force them. I can't force them to do the things I'm asking them to do 100% all the time, but I can build this great foundation. And again, like it takes this pressure off of you to make them perform and it puts more empowerment on them so that they can do the things that they know they need to do. Um, this is, I mean, this is how you fight that anger. This is how you fight those control issues. This is how you fight that anxiety for us as parents. Um, I know that I just threw a whole bunch of stuff at you um, and maybe just one or two techniques is something that you're interested in and maybe the rest you don't even want to try and that's fine. But I do want to encourage you to pick at least one thing from this video that you're going to try this week. If you have a kid who's of that toddler age where independence is a big deal, where you're not seeing that progress being made and discipline, or maybe, maybe they're doing fine but it's you who's having the issues of discipline. Maybe you're the one who's getting frustrated and doesn't know what to do or how to handle things. Try out one of these things. And after you do, and after you know, you let some time pass, be consistent, be committed, be all in, have a game plan. After some time passes, I just, I really think that you're going to be amazed at the results that you see. And once you do, please come back and tell me because I love to celebrate those successes with you. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. And as always, please feel free to reach out. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, and yeah, this, this whole discipline thing, it's tough, but we are in this together, mama. We are in this together and you have what it takes to empower them. You have what it takes to discipline them. You have what it takes to be the best mom. You are the best mom. You were created to be these kids' mom. So go be confident, be empowered, and do the best that you can to empower them as well. It will make a huge difference in your motherhood journey. It will make a huge difference in their lives.